Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Grayson Weir joining me as well. Grayson, it is a eh, kind of dreary. It's kind of a weird day. It's a Tuesday as we always come to you each and every week. But uh, yeah, no sun today. It's just, uh, it's just a gray, just gray. Gray is a good way of putting it, but the light is coming. We've got March Madness starting off tonight. That's, that's right. That's true. We're playing games this evening, playing games tomorrow, and then the the big dance Thursday through Sunday. It's the the second most wonderful time of the year behind August twenty sixth, week zero between Cal and Hawaii <laughs> and Australia, and uh, hell yeah, college football playoff national championship. So second yeah. best time of year. It's it's a dreary day, but. Brightness on the horizon. Did you do a bracket yet? I do. I have. Well, come on, let's hear it. Hit me. Uh, see, I, I, I tell myself every year that I'm going to trust my gut and I'm not going to tinker. Um, I've already tinkered a ton, so I've already lied to myself again. Here's, but I have here's Kentucky you... going all the way. I think Oscar, oh, Oscar wow. Shibway is going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially – if his mom, who he hasn't seen since, I believe, his junior year of high school, um, I believe with the oh new NIL rules or something, they're able to bring her in from the Congo for March Madness. And if that is the case, I think he's going to go off and take the Wildcats all the way and give Coach Cal his second ring and, and put him amongst the greats. Well, I'll tell you, if... Um... You want to, you know, get to where you're not tinkering and you're not doing multiple brackets or you're not rethinking it. Just have two kids and you don't have time. So you just do one bracket. <laughs> boom, done. Um, Who do you have in yours? So final four, we have the number one overall seed, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Okay. I, real quick. Is it Gonzaga or is it Gonzaga? I can never remember. It's like, it's like th- Nevada, Nevada. I think it's Gonzaga, but I think either way you're is right acceptable. because they say Zags, so Gonzaga. Right. Okay, Gonzaga. I have the three seed Purdue. Ooh, well, Jaden Ivy going deep. The one seed Arizona, and my boys, the five seed Iowa Hawkeyes, baby. Oh, you're right in the the twenty fourth year senior, huh, Jordan Bohannon. Yeah. <laughs> got got the got the guy uh you know i mean the hawkeyes it, the show they put on in the big 10 tournament was amazing Impressive. and then Ke- keegan murray's is just a ton of fun to watch and i don't know if there's a better uniform in college basketball than their yellow jersey with the script iowa i don't disagree 
It is crisp. I, I, I can't um, think of any offhand. Oh, I actually, I take that back. Uh, credit, I don't like Duke. I don't think many people like Duke, but I like Duke's new uniforms, the the Navy with the script Duke on it. Oh, the Brotherhood pretty, ones? Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, those are those are tight with the old English. Um, and then I go chalk, 1-1, one, one, Gonzaga, Arizona, and I got Mark Few finally getting to the mountaintop, defeating the Wildcats. And that's going to be the uh, the teacher versus the pupil there. Yeah, you're right. That's with a good Mark point. Few and um, – Former, and did you know that? And we're going to get to, I promise we're going to get to recruiting. Or of course, we, we have to talk about instant like tournaments, the biggest deal. Did you know how old Tommy Lloyd is? 39. No, he is older. He no is way. 40, he is 47. I would not have guessed that. In he does not now. look 47. No, he does not at all. And he was with Mark Few for a long time, but yeah, I still think he looks really young. Um, I will say just another topic before we get to recruiting that no one cares about. Um, I helped my son do his bracket uh, last night. Um, (laughs) He has a, uh, he has two 15 seeds, a 10 seed and a nine seed in the final four. That would be awesome. I hope that he is correct. We, uh, yeah, we used uh, a combination of M&Ms and, different uh, color fruit loops to uh, pick games. And we kind of threw in, kind of threw in some names here and there. Um, Cause it got to where he was just wanting to grab both items. He wasn't picking <laughs> just one. Um, so he has the San Francisco Dons and Todd Golden standing under the confetti, defeating the Jacksonville state Gamecocks. In the championship. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> so there we go. All right. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the, the big story over the weekend Obviously, was Christopher Vizina, the four-star quarterback out of Birmingham at uh, Briarwood Christian. Uh, he talked with um, Joseph Hastings of, uh, I, I would say, Joseph Hastings, newly of the uh, Alabama on three site. He was with Clemson. Um, he is now with the Alabama on three team site. So shout out to Joseph for uh, the move over to, to Bama on three. Uh, BCS Bama on three is what it's called. Uh, so Joseph spoke with uh, Vizina at the Atlanta Pylon seven on seven tournament over the weekend and was kind enough to send me the audio. Um, and it was, uh, you and I talked about it over the weekend. Explosive. Some pretty, some pretty telling quotes there. Um, now I know people were kind of grumbling a little bit because he kind of said something similar about Clemson yesterday. But uh, just a couple quotes here that really stand out to me. First and foremost, he said, quote, I feel like I'm their top guy, talking about all this. They think I'm one of the top players in the country. Um, he went on to say, their offense, it's so fun. It's fast-paced. They throw it deep. They run the RPO scheme. They run a lot of different stuff. It'll prepare me for the NFL, and they always have great receivers. This is the one that stood out to me, and then I'll throw, throw it to you here, Grayson. Quote, it's set up where it's set up to where I could possibly play earlier in my college career. Not many places set up like that right now. Is that what is most important to me or will I want to be developed? Not many schools have it set up like that. So it's certainly a factor for sure. Now reading into the quote, will I want to be developed? I think he meant, would I want to sit a year or two before taking over? Or do I want to play, you know, jump in and, and play as a freshman or sophomore? Um, Cause obviously he said that he thinks they'll, develop him, prepare him for the NFL. But 
that one was what stood out to me because the other schools that are in the mix for him have somewhat of a crowded quarterback room. Quarterbacks typically don't like to wait. We, we saw that in the transfer portal with guys bouncing around all through the offseason wanting to go and play immediately. They don't want to sit. Um, but the, that, that was the one that, that stood out to me. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think the playing time is very interesting. And I think the fact that he is able to understand that he might not be ready to jump into the mix right away is a very mature decision. Um, we've talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again in the age of the transfer portal and the age of current recruiting and, and how things are. There are a lot of high schoolers who aren't ready. And I and we've talked about this before. I think Arch Manning is one of them. And and these guys aren't ready to step into the college program. They aren't ready to take over a system with the collegiate coaches, you know, on top of them, they're not ready. They're just not ready. And yet they see themselves as this superstar who's ready to take over and lead a team to a national championship. I think being able to sit back and recognize, okay, at Ole Miss, I'm they're, they're set up to where I can play early in my career, but I don't have to play right away is a very mature outlook um, for someone who, isn't quite ready, but will be when all things are said and done. I mean, like you said, at the other quarterback rooms that he's considering Clemson, nobody knows what that's going to look like, but they, they have, you know, Uyanga, Lele. Um, I think I got that right. Uyanga Lele is there now. He's going to likely be there again next year. Then you've got another one coming in five-star guy behind him. There's really no opportunity for, a four-star to come in and make his mark on a program. And, and yes, he can go in and learn under those guys, but he's not able to step into the starting role in year two or year three, even if he had to sit two years behind a guy like Jackson Dart, who we talked about it with the Arch Manning timeline. We could talk about it with Vizina. Dart's, you and I both believe that Dart will start this year. He will be the starting quarterback yes. this fall. As a that's correct. Right. So that will be his sophomore year. Next year would be his junior year. So if Vizina gets on campus as a freshman, as Dart is a junior, if Dart has an unbelievable breakout season, like we think he might, because he has all the intangibles and working in a system at Ole Miss that is catered to throwing the ball around, you know, running guys over downhill, like we saw Matt Corral in the Sugar Bowl. Um, and really all season, he could go to the NFL after his junior year. I think it's a very realistic possibility, and I know you do too, because we've been talking about Jackson Dart since his junior year of high school. So that would give Vizina the opportunity to step in, likely redshirt as a freshman, and take over the team as a redshirt freshman with really as many years of eligibility as he needs or wants. I think that's a huge, huge impact on his recruitment and, and he i mean he said to himself it's set up to where i could possibly play early in my career mm-hmm. that's pretty telling on him knowing that he can get in and make his mark right away and be competing with lane kiffin in the sec for sec championships and i appreciate the two aspects of that quote one is um you know, he's very confident knowing that he could go in and, and 
possibly play early in his career. But mm-hmm. then also he understands that going in and stepping in to a program where he has to sit a year, maybe two, isn't a bad thing for him. And so it's both confident and humble kind of at the same time. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's – and we talked about it before we started today. Best case scenario, staying healthy, playing well. I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a learning curve. There's going to be a transition. Stepping up into the SEC, the toughest division in college football. I, I'm not saying that Jackson Dart won't play well, but I think there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of some growing pains because he's never played a full season He's still coming off that meniscus injury, which I don't think is going to be an issue, but it's still lingering. It's still there. But I think uh, next year, 2023, like you said, is junior season is going to be the, the go off year, you know, the to get the ready for the, yeah, go for the NFL draft, get ready like Matt Corral did. Um, so the timeline works out to where if you sign Christopher Vizina in this class, he comes in, you know, even if he doesn't redshirt, even if he comes in and does some mop-up stuff, you know, four games, whatever, you know, it's a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore taking over for Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr. I think that that sets up because you look at, and I think Clemson's the main competition here. And for sure, they brought back, I believe, Hunter Johnson. Is that correct? Yeah, he's coming in, but he, I think he's only has one year left. But yeah, so he's there. So it's not a, it's not a guarantee that Kay Klubnik is going to be the for sure two guy behind DJ Uyunglele. So you still got DJ there. DJ could stick around for another year because, I mean, look, he underwhelmed a year ago. Significantly. And I think that he's going to have to prove to scouts that he can be a legitimate NFL prospect because and I think Uyunglele would be the first to tell you as well that he struggled last year. We know how NFL GMs love to go off – you know, height, weight, they love the size. Like you look at a guy like Malik Willis this year, who just looks good getting off the bus. GMs love that stuff. And DJ Uyunglele is a perfect guy, a, a textbook look good in the uniform guy. He's big, strong, he runs well, but he's got to prove it on the field, throwing the football, going through progressions, um, handling pressure, winning big games. Um, so th- it's no guarantee that Uyunglele is gone after this year. So, I mean, that's potentially – and, you know, Uyunglele and then Kay Klubnik will be a sophomore by the time Vizina arrives. And, look, Klubnik's no slouch. He's a stud. He played at Austin-Westlake in Texas, won a couple state championships. Um, he's a legitimate dude. So I think the timeline, the quarterback room set up at Ole Miss certainly – tips towards the rebels in terms of comparing them to Clemson. Um, and I think that, like you said, it's a mature approach to the recruitment. Um, he's looking at, at everything. He's looking at who's going to be there when he arrives, what the situation is, how it best prepares him for his future. Um, and, you know, he, he, he went on to say in the interview uh, that, you know, he hung out with, with coach Weiss Kiffin and Seth Dagey, the assistant that came over from USC he said, we spent all day together. They showed me around campus, the facilities, everything. I got to see everything I wanted. Um, he said that they made him feel like a priority the entire time. So I think that that's something to keep an eye on as we'll, we'll, we'll get to the enormous elephant in the room 
with Mardi Gras beads all over it later in the show. But I think that this is a pivotal position for the 2023 class. Obviously, it's a pivotal position in every class, but this particular class with so many talented quarterbacks to where you know that the Ole Miss staff is really focusing on getting their guy and making sure they get someone that they believe can take over for Dart after he leaves in two years. And I think that they have zeroed in on Vizina. Now, I don't think that that means that they stopped recruiting Arch Manning. They're, they're not going to do that. They're going to recruit them all until they get one, and then they're going to move on. But I think it's very telling of what he said about his visit and what he said about how he feels that he fits in their system and looking at the logistics of when can he play immediately. Yeah, it is my belief. If I had a crystal ball on, on three, which I do not, I'm just the co-host, but if I had one, I would go ahead and put Vizina to Ole Miss. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident um, that he's trending in the right direction for the Rebels. I think Lane, Charlie, and Daigie have all zeroed in on him as kind of their guy. Um, I think they understand that Arch Manning is, you know, may go elsewhere, and I think they're okay with that because they're confident in a guy like Vizina who. He's listed at like 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 200, 205, 210. Um, I think he plays bigger than that and and can kind of even continue to grow potentially over the next couple of years to where he'll be playing at around 6'4", 210. And that's a, that's a pretty big body to have there behind, under center, whatever you want to call it. I, I know in the shotgun world for which we live these days, you can't really say under center, but – that's still the term. So having Vizina under center, I think he, I don't, I don't want to compare him directly to, to these guys, but I think similar in their big frame and big arm um, ability to get up and go when they need to, they're not going to be these quick. Vizina is not a quick, you know, left, right juke, quick footed, fast player but he has the ability to get out of the pocket on rollouts on rpos on on opportunities for him to scramble and he kind of reminds me of and i've been thinking about this the last couple of days because as vizina has been trending towards Ole miss i've been trying to think about you know why does he remind me of someone byron leftwich and i know that's kind of a weird comparison because byron was bigger and and played heavier than Vecina and they're they're very different but it's kind of that same way as in their consistent passers they avoid sacks they look for the open windows and they connect with the guys that they need to and then when the pocket collapses on them they're pretty dangerous in open field so it's not a direct comparison because I haven't found the perfect comparison for Vecina yet but he kind of reminds me of like a Byron Leftwich type to where he's big, you know, faster than you might expect and can really just huck the ball. Um, another guy, and some people might not like this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like a Mitch Trubisky as well. Um, and I'll say that based off of Trubisky's college tape um, in that they're both kind of this, these strong, tall dudes with big arms and, they're not slow and, and they can get up and go and run downhill 
And if they need to break an ankle on the way down the field, they can. They're not going to because most of the time they're just going to run you over. And I think Vizina is a really promising guy who is not given the credit he deserves. And I know we've said that on previous podcasts, but he's listed as a four-star. I think he has a lot of room to grow, but if he can continue to develop into the, his full potential, he can be a legitimate, um, he leans more towards the pocket passer side, but he's a legitimate dual threat guy at six four two ten, And that would be a lot of fun in a, a system where we've seen success with, guys like Matt Corral, who maybe isn't the biggest, but plays bigger than he is and, and yeah. plays with that grit and mentality. So Vizina is a very exciting guy. And, and to circle this all back, if I had a crystal ball, I would go ahead and say that I, I'm pretty confident that unless Ole Miss receives good news from Arch Manning in the next two months, I think they're going to go ahead and move forward with Vizina and lock in his commitment this summer heading into the fall understanding that you know it's done along with clemson and Ole miss i think um georgia is in the mix here um but they're also obviously going after arch manning Vizina took a visit to georgia on sunday notre dame is also lingering tommy reese is recruiting him hard tennessee is hanging around but i think tennessee is zeroed in on nico i am Oliva. so that could be another domino that falls to where Tennessee is not in the running anymore. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not there yet in terms of a prediction, but I do think Ole Miss is very, very much in the mix here. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to go over to the other side of the ball, talk about a defensive prospect in the 2023 class that Ole Miss is starting to really make some waves with. So hang tight and hear from the sponsors, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta Catfish to Smash Burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge 
of the wide plus Zoys of Fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Berry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, we're going to go over to defense. Um, Less than a month ago, um, Geyer, Texas High School, Safety Ron Yates announced the top four, Cal, LSU, Michigan State, and Texas Tech. Um, And then now it would appear that another team is surging in his recruitment that is not in his top four. According to Chad Simmons on three national football recruiting analysts, he talked with Mr. Yates and um, had some, uh, you know, we talked about some some interesting quotes from Vizina in the first segment. Some more interesting quotes here. Um, Yates, the uh, number 184 overall prospect in the on three consensus, four-star safety said, quote, my list could still change, but it is kind of set. Ole Miss has really come on, though, and that is a school that is right there now. Since I named my top four schools, Ole Miss has recruited me so hard, and I plan to be there April 1st for spring practice. I still have a top four right now, but Ole Miss is really pushing to get in there. It is a school I am definitely thinking about. All right, so I said when we were doing our pre-show, kind of setting up what we were going to discuss, I told you that I thought it was it was interesting when he released that top four and Ole Miss was not included because defensive line coach Randall Joyner, as everyone knows, if they've been listening to this show and keeping up with all of our recruiting daily updates over at OM Spirit, part of on3.com, um, Randall Joyner has a huge presence in Texas and in Denton, Texas especially. Um really tight with a lot of the guys over there at Geyer High School, and Yates is one of them. Um, Yates has taken unofficial visits to Oxford. Um, he went to Oxford last summer for an elite camp, got an offer, and then came for a game in November. Um, also has taken visits to LSU, Texas, Texas Tech, and Notre Dame. Um, he said that Michigan State is probably in the lead right now. Um, he said that they've been recruiting him since he was a sophomore, the coaches, the players, the recruits, everyone is on me at Michigan state. He's comfortable with the staff. His parents feel good about it. And he will be up there for their spring game in April. Um, says that they're recruiting him the hardest talks a lot about LSU as well. Coach cooks, the DB's coach there. Um, now that, uh, and his name is escaping me. The Really, really talented DB coach that was at LSU that left when Ordrump was fired. I cannot think of his name like me, but they have a new Corey DB Raymond? coach. Yes, Corey Raymond. Where, where, where is he now? I think he's at Florida. I think he joined Napier's staff. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a, a good mix of LSU, Michigan State. Um, Chad Simmons also said that um, Yates – does plan to be in Oxford on April 1st, as he said in the interview. He also says um, that even though Ole Miss is not in the top four, that he would put them over Cal right now, right there with uh, with Texas Tech. So, um, I mean, I think that this is one to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, again, the connection with Randall Joyner, 
Um, it's not an defensive lineman, but I mean, this kind of speaks to the recruiting chops of, of Joyner um, to be able to recruit multiple positions. And he's tight with that staff over at Geyer High School. He has a good relationship. Uh, and then Yates is a guy, 6'1", 175, can kind of play that nickelback, um, you know, kind of a, a field corner, field safety type guys, really versatile, can move well. Um, yeah, even though he's not in the top four, I think those quotes are, are you know, pretty telling of what he thinks about the Rebels. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Yates plays out um, as an athlete because he's 6'1", 175. They list him as a safety. Does Ole Miss bring him in and, and keep him in that kind of free safety position? He's stupid quick. I, I believe he runs track as well. Um, I'm, hang on. Yeah, so he, he ran the 200 um, in high school, and he ran, he ran a 24-second 200 as a sophomore. So he's Pretty just stu- he's stupid fast, not particularly big. Um, so I'm curious to know, because he plays mostly corner in high school, but he's slotted as a safety in college. Um, I'm curious to see what Ole Miss plans to do with him and if – Maybe they've talked to him about those plans or what his position looks like in a defense that is so different from Michigan State, from Texas Tech, from Notre Dame, from LSU, from all the schools that have offered Yates. Ole Miss has the most, let's use the word diverse for lack of better words, uh, defense in that it's such a unique scheme and it relies primarily on just freak athletes flying around like banshees and getting to the ball. Um, Yates is one of those banshees who could get to the ball very quickly. The dude is Mm -hmm. stupid quick. So I'd be curious to know if maybe Ole Miss has sat down with him and said, Hey, here are our plans for you. And I wonder if those plans are what has excited him because maybe the idea of getting in a scheme like what Ole Miss and Partridge are going to be running excites him in that it gives him a lot of freedom to play less of one specific position and more of just being a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to wonder if that factors into it at all. I don't know, but I think you're right um, that his quotes are pretty telling in that he's going to continue to rise and keep on Olmus's radar and Olmus is going to keep him on their radar. So he's definitely someone to watch. Um, very interesting prospect because it depends on, you know, where you want to put him at corner safety, but having a flexible athlete like that on the defense would be something very valuable in a system like that of Partridge's um, and that of Ole Miss. So that could just be as this continued push by the Rebels you know, the full court press continues. Um, I would imagine that that's probably a pretty big emphasis for Yates is, is, hey, look, when you get here, we have all kinds of opportunity for you to get into the system right away and start making an immediate impact on various different positions all over the defense. Um, so that would be a lot of fun to me. Yeah. Um, was at the Under Armour Next Camp in the Metroplex over the weekend earned an invite to the Under Armour All-America game. 
without a doubt, a name to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, all right, we're going to take our final break and then close out the show, talking a little uh, staff edition and uh, maybe a little basketball recruiting. So final word from the sponsors. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Berry, Grayson Weir with you. All right, Grayson, uh, Ole Miss added a new staffer. Um, I'm not quite sure if this was, quote, unquote, a replacement for Michael Spurlock, who uh, accepted a role with the Green Bay Packers. But nevertheless, he is someone that was hired over the weekend. Um, Or no, yesterday. It was on Monday. Uh, Kelvin Bolden uh, was on staff at Southern Miss. Uh, that is his alma mater. He is from Mississippi. I believe he played at Ocean Springs. Shout out to the Greyhounds. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's had some stints uh, with some Power Five programs, um, but a guy that is absolutely embedded into the high school community inside the state of Mississippi. I think this is going to not only bolster the uh, recruiting chops for the staff overall, but it's, it's going to make some inroads for some of the more talented guys that are in this 2023 class. Um, I think if you look at the state of Mississippi, um, it's, it's got some legitimate talent might be a tad bit top heavy, but it's pretty balanced in 2023. Ole Miss is going after a number of guys. They already have the number one overall player in the state. Uh, Suntarian Perkins committed, the linebacker from Raleigh. Uh, They are very much in the mix for the two and three prospects. Isaac Smith, the safety from Itawamba, and uh, Aiden Williams, the receiver from Ridgeland that I spoke to a couple weeks ago. I think Ole Miss is in a very good spot for Aiden Williams. Other schools are really coming on, LSU in particular. Isaac Smith, guy that's very quiet, doesn't talk a lot. He's keeping things pretty close to the vest. I think if you made me guess right now at the end of the day, I think Ole Miss gets it done. But Notre Dame is coming after him pretty hard, and I think Alabama is lingering there. If they were to pull the trigger and submit an offer to Smith, he would strongly consider it. Who could blame him? Um, But then you look, man, you scroll down the list, the sixth prospect in the state, Dante Dowdle, the running back out of Picayune. I think Ole Miss is in the lead there. And then um, you kind of work your way down. Zay Alexander, the offensive tackle out of Tupelo. Ole Miss looks to be in the lead there. John Slaughter, who uh, if you check out omspirit.com, part of on3.com, put up a post about him, made a a ridiculous interception in uh, the pylon seven-on-seven event in Atlanta. The safety out of South Haven has been to Oxford multiple times. Chris Partridge loves his game. I think at the end of the day, Ole Miss can get that done. That is a, a very important piece to this class. But um, tad bit top-heavy, but there's some legitimate talent in 2023. And then you look at the 2024 class, I think it's just going to continue to uh, to be a state that continues to churn out prospects. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a, a good pickup for this staff, a young guy that has – experience at other schools in power five football and a guy that knows the state of Mississippi, but um, what all do you know about Kelvin Bolden? 
Well, before we get into Bolden, you mentioned Dante Dowdle. He was named the um, all-region 4-5A team running back player of the year last night, as well as first team all-state in class 4-5A in the state of Mississippi. I'd like to give him a quick shout-out. He brought the drip to the ceremony yesterday, um, had some, some fresh shoes on, great jacket, looked good. Um, and like you said, I, I think he is trending well for the rebels, but Bolden is an interesting hire. Um, we've talked so much about how Lane Kiffin and his current staff don't care where you're from or, you know, where you played high school ball or who, you know, or who you're connected to Lane Kiffin and his staff have not cared and they have proven that they, they are not concerned with region location, et cetera, over the last two years. Obviously, you want to keep the best players in state, but they're not worried about that when you can go get national guys from California, from Texas, from South Carolina, all the way up to New Jersey and that Partridge pipeline. But then you bring in a guy like Calvin Bolden. Bolden knows Mississippi as well, if not better, than the vast majority of coaches in the conference and in the country. He's from Mississippi. He played in Mississippi. He went to junior college in Mississippi. He went to Southern Miss. He went to Ole Miss. He, like, he's done it all. He's been at Pearl River Community College. Um, he has made his mark in the state of Mississippi before then being able to go out and expand to other schools like UCF. He was the assistant director of player personnel at Florida. He spent time at Arkansas and then you know, also again at Southern Miss. And so he's cut his teeth in the state and then brought what he knows about the state of Mississippi to a national level. And then now he's almost doing the reverse. So he's able to bring what he has learned on that national level and narrow it back down kind of in state. And I think it's interesting where, like I said, Lane Kiffin doesn't care where you're from. He just wants talent. I think bringing in a guy like Bolden is a direct message to the entire recruiting landscape, really, from Lane Kiffin and his staff and new chief of staff, Austin Thomas, who came in in January saying, okay, yeah, we don't really care where you're from. Sure, we're going to go get national talent. Yeah, we're going to go up and try to tap that maybe they even tap that Canada pipeline as we've seen over the last couple of years, they don't care, but there is now a clear emphasis being put back on the home state of Mississippi and keeping the top kids in the state, in the state, because they see an opportunity to beat out. I mean, all bias aside here, right? Like putting all Ole Miss favoritism, if you will, aside, Right now, look at the trajectory of a program like Mississippi State and Southern Miss and look at the trajectory of a program like Ole Miss. Ole Miss is trending significantly upward. Mississippi State may or may not be on the rise and Southern Miss is still trying to figure itself out. So if you have the opportunity to go play at Ole Miss from the state and you want to stay in the state of Mississippi, obviously there are kids from Mississippi who don't want to be in the SIP anymore and want to branch out and go to the LSUs, the Alabamas, the group of five schools, whatever. But if you want to be in the state of Mississippi and you are from the state of Mississippi, 
there is no program. It's a no-brainer to choose Ole Miss over the other two in most situations. And so bringing a guy like Bolden in puts that emphasis heavily back on the state of Mississippi saying, okay, we see the talent, like you said, in the class of 2023. And then again, in the class of 2024, where although they're top heavy, you can go in and go get that top group. You can say, we want to keep these top five players in the state of Mississippi in Mississippi. We want them to play at Ole Miss. And now bringing Bolden in is a direct message to the state and to the country saying, okay, Ole Miss is no longer just going to gloss over in-state recruits. They're going to continue to turn that pendulum back the other way and put those emphasis on the guys that deserve the emphasis. And I think it's a great hire. I think it's a, a really brilliant, youthful, like you said, a young guy. He knows what's going on. He knows how to talk to high schoolers these days and he knows the state of Mississippi. So from top to bottom, I think it was a brilliant move by, I would imagine that Austin Thomas as the chief of staff is, is leading um, these new hires, but whomever it was that ultimately said, Hey, why don't we get Kelvin Bolden? Whoever that was, Austin, Austin Thomas, Lane Kiffin, a combination of the two deserves great credit for, for a great, great hire here. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a young guy that's hungry, ready to prove himself, and um, that's kind of been the M.O. for Kiffin. You know, there are some exceptions with some older guys that he's hired, but, I mean, he's he's going to go find young dudes who have proven that they can get it done and are hungry to make a name for themselves and climb up the uh, the ranks. So another good hire for, uh, for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. All right, we'll close the show here. I did a piece on Ole Miss basketball and who they're targeting in the transfer portal. We can kind of touch on this before we head out. Um, look, I mean, I, I think we're at, I mean, maybe it's a standstill. I don't know, but I believe Kermit Davis will be back next season for hundred percent, a NCAA tournament or bus type year. You can say that's foolish because I don't know if they can get it fixed that quickly and have a turnaround that emphatic to get to the tournament, but I'm not the one making that decision. Um, but nevertheless, Kermit said it after they lost to Missouri in Tampa at the SEC tournament. You know, he said, we need to go into the transfer portal and take advantage. Um, a couple names that they're after, Hayden Brown, a grad transfer from the Citadel, 6'5 wing, average close to 19 points a game. At the Citadel, close to almost average a double-double. Uh, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Iowa State, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Loyola Chicago have reached out to him. Um, he did take a medical redshirt and then got that extra year due to COVID-19. So he has one final year of eligibility left. They have reached out to him. Um, Jalen Ganey, a forward from Brown, he's a senior um, you know, played in the Ivy League. Obviously, they did not play basketball in 2020-2021 season due to COVID. Um, he uh, averaged close to 10 points a game, seven rebounds, two blocks. And uh, originally from Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, he was the Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year each of the last two seasons. Um, Creighton, Pitt, Iowa State, Temple, Loyola, Chicago, Georgetown, GW, Clemson, Oklahoma, UNCG, and St. Bonaventure have reached out to him. 
And then uh, a couple of interesting ones here. Uh, heck of a name, uh, a freshman from Missouri, Sean Duru Gordon. I think I said that right. He is a forward from Queens up in New York. Um, interesting early career and kind of what he has done. Uh, Xavier, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Arizona State, South Florida, Cincinnati, Loyola, Chicago again, and uh, Pacific have reached out to him. Um, he's a 6'5 wing guy. Uh, he graduated high school a full year early and enrolled as a freshman um, in the second semester of the 2020-2021 academic year. Um, played his junior year of high school at Canterbury School. He averaged 23 and 11 and a half rebounds per game. Shot 44% from three. So he's kind of a three and D long wing guy. And then uh, he went to Putnam Science Academy up there in Connecticut, a big time, big time basketball program um, up there. Uh, <laughs> went there for one semester as a senior and then graduated with Missouri early. Didn't play much. He only played five and a half minutes per game this year. And they got into the portal in January. Um, he had over 20 plus scholarship offers coming out of high school. He's a three-star prospect that had some good offers, Auburn, Seton Hall, and then obviously he chose Missouri. Uh, he had a really good game against Kansas early in the year. Now they were getting absolutely blown out of Fog Island Arena, but um, he, he had a hell of a game there. In six minutes, he scored 11 points and had three rebounds and a steal. <laughs> Have a day. Kansas. Yeah, so they were getting smacked in that game. But, um, you know, an unproven guy, but there's certainly potential there. Um, and then the last guy, and I did talk to Joe Tipton of On3. He told me at this time Ole Miss is not pursuing this prospect, but he said it could certainly change. It wasn't like Ole Miss ruled it out completely. But Devin Ree of Oak Hill Academy, if you follow recruiting, if you follow – college basketball and high school basketball, you know what Oak Hill is. Um, it's where Devontae Shuler went. I, you could go to their website, pull up their alumni. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but powerhouse high school program. He's a uh, Devin Ree, decommitted from LSU over the weekend. When Will Wade was fired. Um, he's originally from Terry, Mississippi, and went up to Oak Hill for his uh, senior season. Um, he was committed to LSU and then chose to reopen things after Wade was fired. He's the number 109th overall recruit in the on three consensus. Um, he's got offers from Auburn, Memphis, Mississippi State, St. Louis, South Carolina, Texas. He'll have his pick um, if some of those have not wrapped up their 2022 classes. Um, another 3 and D guy um, shoots the three extremely well. Um, He's a guy that a little light in the pants, but has some good length. He's a good athlete. Um, I don't really know if they'll go after him just because they already have four high schoolers in the 2022 class already. And if it is a true NCAA tournament or bus season, are you really going to bring in another high schooler? I mean, do you think he can play right away? Do you think he can contribute at all, be a six man? Are you going to save that spot for another portal guy? I don't know this long-winded rant here about the transfer portal and who Ole Miss is going after at this moment. Um, you know, the list is going to grow. It's going to fluctuate um, as the coaching carousel continues to turn, players leave, seasons 
end in the tournament in the NIT, whatever. But out of those names, I, I mean, do you really think that any of these guys could really make a difference on a team where you're possibly losing Jarkel Joyner? He said he's going to test the waters. He didn't hire an agent, but he's going to at least get an evaluation. Next year, Brooks is gone, so you don't have a true post guy in the front court. I mean, I, I don't know. I It's going to be a tall task to get to the tournament with the roster they have now. I'm sure there's going to be some attrition, but what's Deshaun Ruffin going to be like when he comes back? Is Matthew Morrell going to be on the roster? I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think next year is tournament or bust, and I think from everything I've heard out of Oxford in the last – seven days or so um, the general consensus is that more than likely things could change. There could be developments here in the next couple of days, more than likely Kermit Davis will be getting another year just because this year was so strange with all the injuries and whatnot. Um, but with that being said, I think the larger issue at hand is why go like, who are you going to go get right now? I, I think Mike white might've been on, the short list of, of coaches out there. He just went to Georgia. I think that's a good thing that Ole Miss will no longer really have that opportunity to go get Mike White, at least this year. Um, I think the bigger issue at hand is, is where's that money going to come from to let Kermit go and who are you going to hire that you don't have to pay a bajillion dollars to go get. Um, so I'm under the impression that Kermit Davis will be back like you for a tournament or bust year and i think that the transfer portal is going to be extremely important because of all those guys that we have listed i like where where, where you're thinking is um I, I like what you're saying about how are these guys going to come in and make an immediate impact or are they guys who are still a year or two away when kermit davis doesn't really have a year or two um so with that being said the one guy who i personally if i was Ole Miss, would be you know, putting all of my chips into this basket from the transfer portal um, is Jalen Llewellyn out of Princeton. Um, he was the team's second leading scorer last year, I believe, and has been reached. He's only been in the transfer portal since this morning. I got, I got the news um, or even last night, but I got the news this morning. And whenever I saw it, um, literally everybody and their mother had already reached out. So I, I don't know yeah. if the odds are high of going to get him because I think more than likely as a kid from Ontario, Canada, who played in the Ivy league, which by the way, the Ivy league was very strong in the last couple of years. Their basketball programs have turned out some very good talent. So don't scoff at the idea of going to get a guard from Princeton, um, especially bringing him to the Harvard of the South, but I digress. Jalen Llewellyn is six to 185 guard. Yeah, you don't really know what the guard situation looks like last year. Is Morel going to be back? Is Joyner going to be back? What does Ruffin look like? like? There's a lot of question marks there. So if you can go get a solidified guy like Jalen Llewellyn, and I have watched a lot of Princeton basketball this year, I would like to shout out the Tigers for making me a pretty good bit of money um, covering the spread in 2021-2022. Jalen Llewellyn's really good. Like, not just Ivy League good, not just – Oh, you know, could be a potential sixth man, could be someone who comes in and plays like a couple minutes here and there. You could start him for the entire, for the vast majority of 40 minutes as a prominent starting guard and have full confidence in him as 
I believe he'll be a fifth year senior next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got the extra you, year. You could have full confidence in him being someone who you want to have the ball in his hands in clutch time. You want to have the ball in his hands, driving in the lane, average 15.8 points per year per game this year, four rebounds, 2.6 assists and shot. I think the part that stands out to me is he shot 45% from the field. Um, Jalen Llewellyn doesn't miss when he has the, when he has an open look and he's very good at creating opportunities for himself. So of those guys that we have mentioned, and there will be more, I think they're going to go hard after, um, I can't remember his name, but from the Citadel, I think they're going to go hard after him, but I don't think he's as crucial of an ad, uh, as a guy like Jalen Llewellyn could be. And then, like you said, there is no solidified five for next year. I know Kermit likes to run small. He always has dating all the way back to middle Tennessee when they knocked off Michigan state, he runs small ball, but you still need that solidified five and almost doesn't really have one. So I think that will be a target. I don't know who's out there, but the, the, the tables are going to continue the turn. Um, the wheels are going to continue to turn rather. And there will be more people to enter the portal over the next couple months and going to get a solidified big man is going to be crucial for the success of Ole Miss to be able to compete with other teams in the SEC and compete for an opportunity to make March Madness next year. Because as, as we have seen time and time again, you can run that small ball, you can play small, you can have three forwards on the court rather than maybe a forward and a center. But then when you go up against guys who are bigger than you, they're just going to bother you in the paint. So Ole Miss needs to go get a solidified five and they need to go get Jalen Llewellyn. I don't care how many teams are in the mix. I don't think it's likely. Um, but with that being said, you have to go full court press on Jalen Llewellyn and try mm -hmm. to get him to come south. Yeah, uh, you know, Joe Tipton again, shout out to him. He, he tipped me this morning when Ole Miss was included in the teams that have reached out to him. But man, get in line. Yeah, Alabama, Arkansas, Clemson, Ohio State, Stanford, Georgetown, UNLV, Memphis, um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Washington State. Everybody wants the guy from Mississauga. I looked at his game log from this year, and my lord, He's you so want to talk? Good. You want to talk about a bucket? Outside of one, two, three, four, he had four games where he failed to get to double figures. The rest of the year. Double figures, 10 or more points in every game. Pretty good. Um, he had 23 against Cornell in the semifinals of the Ivy League tournament. He had 18 against Yale in a two-point loss in the title game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the dude can score. He can do it from everywhere, 45% um, from the field. Um, I believe he shot, yeah, close to 40% from three. That's what they need. Ole Miss needs to find someone who can consistently make a three. I mean, you've got these tweener guards like Matthew Morrell who can get hot. Now, certainly can do that. He can really hurt you from deep if he gets on a roll and shoots shoots the basketball in rhythm, but he's more of a slasher, get to the rim, use his athleticism. Same with Ruffin. He's a guy that's really good off the bounce and creates for his teammates. Um, and, you know, Joyner, that was always the knock on him was he was a consistent mid-range guy, but they just don't have a threat from deep to stretch mm -hmm. defenses out and spread the floor. Um, and also, as we close here, I, I mean, you really want to get 
somebody like Jalen Llewellyn because then you can make inside Lou and Jalen jokes and really get into <laughs> some, some Cohen brothers stuff there. But that was good. Um, but yeah, he it's gonna be a tough pull because everybody wants so to tough. Um, but yeah, so we'll continue to update who Ole Miss is going after in the portal. Like I said, that list is going to continue to grow and fluctuate as uh, the next coming weeks and months as we get into the off season. But, uh, but that's going to do it here for Not Committed. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to Grayson once again for joining. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure, like, subscribe, leave a review. It helps us. Um, helps us, you know, leave a review. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what we're, we're, we're struggling at so we can continue to, to get better and, and bring you a good show twice a week. So we'll get back here on Thursday to talk more recruiting we'll get prepped for elite 11 as i head out on friday for baton rouge for the elite 11 uh regional down there and i'm sure we'll have other stuff pop up between now and then so for grayson over there and for all the sponsors that make it possible i'm zach this has been not committed until next time we out you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.